this is Kenya, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, the sun is shining, but it's a little bit cloudy. The sky is blue, the birds are singing, and the bees are buzzing in the hive that I'm looking at in my garden. They are enjoying quite well the lemon balm that's growing there. I would like to point out that we did not plant the lemon balm there. We planted it elsewhere in the garden. And as with most things in nature, humans included, it moved to where it felt it would be a little bit better served. So they have a readily available source. As you know, though, they don't really have a word for close in bee languages as far as exact location. They can just say close. So they're finding it, but it's, it's taking a minute. But Another thing that is close to me right now, you see how I did that segue, is a very pretty little herb that many of you have maybe seen but can't identify, and it's called self-heal. So today, open up your big book of stuff because we're going to talk about that herb and two more plant citizens that you can add together for you to make a beautiful, healthy, infused honey. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on healthy honey and let's get started. Now, of course, we're talking about Prunella vulgaris and it's a really beautiful herb. Most people call it self-heal. I was not taught to call it self-heal. Other people call it heels all. I was not taught to call it heels all. I was taught to this herb to call it heels all. And why was I taught that? It's a funny story. And I'm gonna take you back to the early 2000s. I believe it would have been around 2009, 2010. And let me think, would that have been right? Nope, it actually would have been 2007, 2007. I had to think about it, I had to go by my daughter's age. And I was in a shop called Practical Magic in Hazel Park, Michigan. And the shop owner, her name is Laura. She was actually having coffee and conversation in the back. And someone came in, in pain, because they had a spider bite. And it was a particularly nasty uh, spider bite. And what they had been bitten by was a wolf spider. Now, even though it sounds scary, wolf spiders don't hunt us down. That's not what they're there for. They actually prey on other things that could hurt us. But in this particular case, I'm not sure what happened. Maybe he startled it, I don't know. But a wolf spider bit this young man. And this is when it gets interesting. So what winds up happening is that he comes, of course, to the local healer, which she is. And he decides, okay, well, what I'm doing isn't working because he had been putting on all kinds of, I guess, uh, I don't know what he was putting on it. I don't want to bear false witness. But whatever it was, it wasn't really working as quickly as he would like it to work. So they had him sit down in the shop in the coffee area and we took a look at his wound now understand 
that this was not a place that served coffee so much as you could go in and just hang out in the library area and drink coffee if you wish to make your own pot. So, you know, there were no laws. It was just a lounging area. So we took a look at this and right away, someone else in there and Laura and everyone, you know, they pretty much checked it out, made sure that it was not something that needed to go to the hospital. Uh, they trusted their judgment, so did that young man, and they decided to fix this. So the first thing they did, they had him wash the wound up, of course, uh, dry it off well, and then they decided to make a pack, a packing of the wound with heels all. So they crushed up the heels all, and they basically got it to where it was really in a state that it could be used in this fashion, and they mixed it with an unguent. Now, in this particular case, it wasn't, uh, and I'm not saying anything against brand names, it wasn't Neosporin, they used an antibacterial uh, ointment to make an unguent blend. And they packed the wound with that, with the activated heels all. And it healed very, very well. Now, would it have healed without it? I'm sure at some point it would have, but this was a very rapid healing from what I was told. And he was very happy, everybody was happy, and they didn't close it off, they just packed it and let it dry that way, and he carried his ungent with him as he left. So this was my introduction to Heals All, um, or Heals All Wounds, as I was taught which makes sense because they were showing me that it does heal wounds. But what else can heal wounds? Well, so can plantain. You can add that as well to any unguent you're using, and you can also eat it, which is good too, it's good for you. But another thing you can do is use another plant if you wish to make a honey with these healing properties. Remember, I am not a nature uh, certified naturopath, a certified herbalist or a doctor. So remember, this is a home remedy. I give no guarantees onto, onto the efficacy of anything I'm telling you. These are home remedies. But I know that honey, especially Maluka honey, which I don't have, but honey is also good for helping heal wounds as well. So I'm going to be making a medicinal honey or a, rem a remedy honey. And I'm going to be using plantain and heals all wounds as well as one other herb. And that herb that I'm going to be using is lavender. And I'm going to put those all together. I was gonna use thyme, but I felt that it was a little bit too powerful for the taste in case I just wanted to eat the honey in a dose, you know, for a tonic. So that's why I didn't do that. But, you know, the, I think these flavors go together a lot better with the honey. And so these three things are good for you and they also promote wound healing. Again, I'm not telling you what to do, but I know they work because I've used them. So there you go. Take of that what you will. I mean, who wouldn't like to, you know, add a little honey to a situation to sweeten up some pain? You get the idea? Sweeten it up. Honey. Not, okay, that was a really bad joke and it didn't come across the way I'd like it to, but I, I think you got the point. Now when you're making a, an herbal honey, there's something you need to remember, and that is is that while honey is antibacterial, you know, doesn't get you know rotten by itself, it doesn't mold or anything, 
you don't want to introduce water to the situation. So it's better if you dry the herb before introducing it to the honey. So I would highly recommend that you follow best practices and dry your herb before you put it in the honey. Once it's nice and dry, and of course you'd rinse it before you picked it, but once it's nice and dry, you would suspend it in the honey, make sure it's completely covered. Here's the thing though, proportions or ratios. You're going to have to experiment with the ratio of what it is you're adding. If you put in too much plantain, you won't taste the lavender. If you put in too much lavender, you won't taste the heals all wounds or the self heal. It really comes down to being very judicious in how you place your proportions. We know that lavender and plantain can overpower the flavors of anything they're added to uh, with the taste of green and lavender. So for me, because this is, I would err on the side of caution and add more heals all or self heal or heals all wounds than the other two. So my proportions in this case are going to be three parts self heal and one part each of lavender and plantain. And before I add them, even though uh, you would normally have them be wet for um, a plaster or for a, a packing or a poultice, I'm going to make sure they're dried first. So once they're dried and crumbled down, the measurement is going to change. So do your measurement before the herb is dried. Otherwise, you will wind up having it overpower others, other flavors in the honey. Any one herb will overpower. Because as we know, dried herbs have a more strong or more powerful and pronounced flavor than the fresh. So you definitely want to be careful. Also, make sure you have enough honey. I cannot stress this to the, the, the nth degree enough to cover everything. There should be no plant material above the honey. And if you have to, just kind of slightly overfill it before you cover it up with the cap of the jar or the top of the bottle lid or cork or stopper. This is the way that you will make sure that everything is completely submerged and saturated and then we'll go to the next step. Once I have my honey all you know settled into its container, it's capped off and everything's shaken up because you want to shake it up a couple times to make sure that it is truly submerged with enough honey. I'm going to open it back up, make sure that it's not sitting on the top, push everything down again if I have to with a plastic or wooden, wooden spoon or stick, preferably a chopstick, and then I'm going to make sure there's enough honey again and cover it up. Then I'm going to set it somewhere. I'm going to sit it in either a darkened closet or if I want it to be done a little faster in the sun. The sun is not going to make it hot enough to boil unless you are in 90 to 100 degree temperatures. And even then, it's pretty hard to boil honey. Just make sure that you don't get it so hot that it cooks. Because once it cooks, it loses a lot of its properties. And those properties are what we're looking for. Now, I'm talking about the healing properties, of course. The next thing you want to remember is that give it about four weeks for the maximum efficiency. Some people will say two, I'm telling you four. You pick what you wanna pick. I'm not the boss of you, I can't tell you what to do. But you know, personally, I like to make sure I get the most out of anything I do. And if I'm going to 
play babysitter or host to a bunch of medicinal honey jars, you know, just kind of doing their thing, I want to be the hostess that offers the mostest. Now, see, that wasn't a joke, but that is a very old phrase. So I just wanted to put that in there. You know what I mean? Kind of like when you put the, the herbs in the honey. So it, it works out all together. Keep in mind that you don't have to use the combination that I'm giving you. You can substitute some things, but I highly recommend that you keep the ratio that I have given you because I find that it's the best that works for me. You will find your own way. Also, lavender sometimes offers a bit of pain relief, especially if it's the, the classical or traditional uh, strains of lavender. So I would recommend going with the older English lavender or some of the others like Monkstead because that way you'll get that little side possibility of some small portion of pain relief with your honey. And ultimately you may be asking yourself, how do I use this honey? I mean, am I just gonna like slather it everywhere? Well, I mean, you could slather it on biscuits. It's gonna taste pretty good. There's nothing wrong with eating it. Also, you might want to take it in a tea because it's good, it's good flavor, it, you know, gives you a nice little warm feeling in the stomach. But something else that's even more important is that if you're using it for wound care, maybe not slather it on some tea and biscuits and slap the biscuit on your leg. That's not the way. Um, you would just put the tiniest bit of it uh, into the wound after it's, you know, all washed and cleaned and everything. And these are not deep wounds, these are not giant gashes. These are just little scrapes or whatnot. And you put the smallest amount and you could choose to put a band-aid or a plaster on there if you wanted to, a piece of handkerchief on there if you wanted. Uh, some people will prefer to put a leaf. That's fine too, I'm not one to tell you not to. You could use a knit bone for that, that's comfrey. If you have comfrey leaves, that would be a great way to uh, take a piece of that comfrey leaf and put it with that honey and slap it on that scratch or scrape, and it's going to go so well. But if you don't, then there's some other things you can do as well. You can take the honey and uh, maybe just add the tiniest bit to some triple antibiotic cream if you wished, just the smallest amount, and then put it onto a banded band-aid uh, the wide kind to kind of do like a, a little bit of a pack there and that could work as well I'm not telling you to do so I don't know what you're allergic to and it's important to know what you are allergic to as always do not give honey to children under the age of three I know that the common conventional wisdom is under the age of two I don't care don't give it to them if they're under three because honey can cause botulism in small children and babies and we don't want that to happen. So keep the honey away from the babies if you have toddlers. Put it way up high where they can't reach it. I hope that you will get a chance to hunt for self-heal or heals all, or in my case as I learned it, heals all wounds in your local garden or in your friend's garden, but keep in mind the, the regular rules when it comes to gathering herbs. Make sure that the, if you have a dog, you take the dog with you and they'll be able to let you know by the way they sniff at it if another dog has been there. And they'll probably water it as well and then you don't want that piece at all because it's covered in doggy juice and you don't want that. 
no urine on your plants, please. Uh, the other thing you want to do, make sure that it's not something growing in an area where there are pesticides. You don't want to ingest chemicals. Also, always get permission before you start raiding someone's field because they may also be people who like herbs and might have been growing that and letting it go wild for a reason. So always ask permission where permission is needed. I would never expect any of my friends to do anything like that. And we're friends, right? But I have to let the new people know. And if you are new here, you are now part of our friendship circle. Or is it more like a dodecahedron? I don't know. I just wanted the chance to say dodecahedron. And now we have a gratuitous Doctor Who Tom Baker reference to when he saw the dodecahedron. Okay, all of you Whovians can catch that reference. Woohoo! Get it? Whovians? Doctor Who? Woohoo! I finally got that mom joke in there. Okay, so I hope you'll have a chance to make um, your herbal honeys this season before the season gets away from you. Make sure you look for self-heal or heals all or heals all wounds and experiment. You know, check your field guides, talk to herbalists and learn something about how honey is used now and how it used to be used. And I think your life will be all the sweeter because of it. And yes, that was also a mom joke. I look forward to seeing you here again on my magical cottagecore life. Thank you.